The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, freshfm.net, for our contact details. Kiora, good morning. Welcome to the studio. Welcome to The Resilient Show. I am your host, Stu Darling. Great to be here after what an amazing week. Thank you so much for all of the birthday wishes that, that you sent in. I'll tell you a little bit about that over the, the show today. But today's show is entitled Food, because I've certainly eaten enough of it. And it's dedicated to all those that know our bodies are temples. Welcome to Fresh FM, wherever you are. If you're in Nelson CBD, you're going to be listening on 107.2. If you're in Nelson and Tasman, 104.8. If you're over the hill towards Golden Bay, it's 95 FM. And if you are down there in Blenheim, thank you for such a lovely short visit last weekend, 88.9 FM. And wherever you are on planet Earth or off planet Earth for new crew arrived at the International Space Station this week. They're probably listening in. Not much else to do. Uh, You can find us on www.freshfm.net. As I say, this is The Resilient Show. We are going to be talking about food this week. And all of the music somehow is going to be related to food. Because, well, we've got to have some sort of theme. And, well, what a what an amazing birthday I had. It was, we went, we had some lovely meals. The food all started just after I left the studio last week. There is a shop in this here town that sells donuts. I've been told about them, but I'd never had one. I thought, nope, because you know what happens when you start. You know what happens when you start. You try one and they're quite good and you go back again. Oh, they're good. They're caramello donut. Oh, wow. And look, I'll let you into a little secret. Um, I had two. I wasn't quite the plan, but I decided to take the Lady Elizabeth one back. I bought her a boysenberry and custard um, but I didn't want her to eat alone. I'm a kind fellow. I didn't want her to be sitting there eating that donut, feeling she had to share it with me. Well, that was where the carnage began for the birthday weekend. So now we are properly into recovery mode because, um, yeah, we ate quite a lot. We ate quite a lot of sweet stuff. We ate quite a lot of, um, well, we ate quite a lot of everything. So I thought I would start with this track. This is a track that used to start the Sunday morning. Sorry, the Friday morning. It's Friday today, remember? The Friday morning uh, show that we used to listen to back in the UK, it was the song that said, this is Friday, it's the end of another week, get ready for the weekend. Here it is, The Candyman. Sweet chocolate, chocolate malt, candy, gumdrops, anything you want. You've come to the right man because I'm the candy man. Who can take a sunrise? Sprinkle it with you. Cover it with chocolate and a miracle or two. 
the candy man. wrong straight away today didn't i we just cut that one off that was sammy davis jr and the candy man what a great song what a great way to um to, to start the show even if we did crash it at the end i hear you i hear you saying stew what's um what's food got to do with resilience this is a show about being resilient man resilient man this is about me stepping out into the world as my true self with certainty knowing where i belong and knowing how to return my genius to the world you are completely right what does food have to do with that well food in terms of this is it's what you feed your body with what do you put into your body now if we're talking about the certainty of um of life when we're talking about resilience well there are three different parts to having certainty the first one of those is understanding yourself understanding who you are where you came from what makes you unique the second part is understanding what wealth means to you. And remember, we've spoken about wealth on the show before. Wealth is far more than just money in the bank. Wealth is all about money comes into it. 
But so does hobbies, so do personal relationships, so does spirituality, so does your mission, so does personal development. You're all eight of the the wealth pillars. But then when we move on from there, and one of the pillars of wealth is also health. And the third part of certainty is health. Um, I threatened the Lady Elizabeth to give her a call at the moment to say, look, come on the show, you can talk about it. You're the health and wellness coach in this lark. Um, she, she then said, oh no, I'll be I'll be in a dance class at that time. I think she's learning to pole dance this morning or something. Um, so yeah, so you got me talking um, a little bit about health, really though it is her bag. Um, so health is where it comes down to the food we eat. But you know, we're also talking about other things. We've got a book review today and it is a food related book but we feed ourselves with so much more than just the food that we eat the liquids that we drink we feed ourselves with the music that we listen to we um, feed ourselves with what we watch on the television we feed ourselves with the books we read so this isn't just about the food. We're going to cover mostly food and drink this morning. But also think about what is it you read, you watch, you listen to. There's nothing wrong with putting on one of the streaming things um, and watching binge-watching TV. There's nothing wrong with that, but make it a choice. And make sure you also spend time reading. There's nothing wrong with listening to music. You know, we spoke about music last week as an absolutely fantastic way of releasing and, and meditating. But listen to the podcasts as well. There's absolutely nothing wrong with reading a great novel. A great novel sparks the imagination. It takes us to places we could never go. It takes. I've, I've been reading novels about the American slave trade. Fascinating. And done in a fiction way they can create the stories around about it 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 causes me to want to read the more factual stuff behind it so there's you go to those novels and find that escapism but also pick up um non-fiction books that you might be interested in that suits your purpose at the time if you're a parent do some reading about bringing kids up if you're a leader do some reading about leadership. We're just about to do the second run of the Lead Through Life book. We're just about to order another few hundred copies. The first lot of all sold out. So if you want one, give me a shout. All going to be locally produced this time. So food is not just about what we stick in our mouths. It's about everything we receive into ourselves. Be that food, be that drink, be that how we educate ourselves. And the important thing with this and no more than eating food, no much more than eating food, is that when we put good stuff in, good stuff comes out. When we put rubbish in, guess what? You get rubbish out. There's a great argument, and I'll come to it after this next track, about what's going on in the United States at the moment with um, the food lobby and um big pharma industry and how it's affecting the lives of millions and millions of people and how they are trapped in a dangerous cycle. We are so fortunate to live in New Zealand where we have natural produce available to us um, that 
allows us not to get trapped in there. That's the sort of stuff we're going to be covering on the show today. But yeah, however you get it, sometimes, sometimes it's it's nice just to have that little treat. And if you're having a little treat, for many, many people, that involves sugar. Okay, we're back. We'll get. We'll figure it out for the next time. That was "Sugar, Sugar" by the Archies. Because yeah, there is nothing wrong with a little bit of sugar, but that's the point, isn't it? It's a little bit of sugar. We've got to start being far more careful about what we put into our bodies, um, and it's a challenge, isn't it? It's a massive challenge out there where you can walk into a fast food place um, and. They'd cooked your burger, bit of chicken, before you even realised that that was what you wanted. It's there for you. And because it is done, because it's mass produced, they can bring the prices right down. So that means that it's cheaper 
than sometimes eating more healthily. I get it. It's a massive challenge. And with the bright lights and with the excitement of the toys you can get from some of these places, it's it's the easy option. Well, you're being resilient is 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 about not taking the easy option it's about looking for the long game um i recently read a book called lifespan fascinating read um a little bit sciency in places um but a fascinating read on how long the human body is actually capable of living for all right now my first company was called 80 summers it was a coaching company it was called 80 summers because that is the average number of summers that the human body has in the developed world we're going to survive for 80 years um and then yeah things are going to go south pretty rapidly Uh, it's actually an awful lot less in the united states and america but for us down here it's actually a little bit more than um, 80 summers 80 trips around the sun But the human frame, the human body is actually capable of living an awful lot longer than that. But unfortunately, unfortunately, when we're when we're born, when we grow up um, in the developed world, we we then spend our lives doing bad stuff to it. We put unhealthy amounts of different um, foods and drinks into it that makes our body struggle to do what it wants to do, keep living. So many of us find ourselves living our very many years, you know, up to a quarter of our, of our years. So, yeah, over 20 years. We live in illness, not in wellness. And that's just living the way that society has taught us to live. So to be resilient, we've got we to make some tough decisions, guys. We've got to look at it and say, nope, actually, do you know what? It's not fish and chops tonight. It's fish and salad. Nope, it's not fast food tonight. It's something else. It's looking around at... Yeah, is, is maybe looking around at the slightly bashed up veg and fruit or going to the frozen section and getting some frozen vegetables in their great way of bringing the price down. And looking at that more healthy option is introducing more healthy food to our families, being careful of what we put into our system because our bodies are a temple. We are responsible for them. If you look in the mirror and you're thinking, don't like what I see, yep, that's happened to me this week. I'm thinking, yeah, you need to get back to exercise. You need to get back to eating more healthily after your um, after your birthday weekend. If you look in the mirror and you're not entirely convinced you like what you see, well, you're being resilient is taking responsibility for what we are doing. And as I say, you know, when you look at what's going on in the food in- industry in general, but you know, the glaring example is the, f- the food and drug industry in the United States of America, you see that it becomes cyclical. We eat unhealthy food. Go figure. We get unhealthy. We go to the doctor's. The doctors are so snowed under with everything that's going on, and this has happened before COVID. They give you drugs because it's the easiest way to get you out and allow them to see the next patient. And you leave happy because you've been given something by the doctor to make you better. But then there are side effects. And those side effects maybe cause you to maybe not sleep so well. So you maybe have something to help you get to sleep. You see how this cycle continues. And that is where 
the industries make their money. That's where the lobbyists make their money. Um, like, hopefully the kids are all at school now and there aren't too many kids listening to this. But um, in fact, I won't share it with you. I'll go to a search engine and ask the search engine why cornflakes were invented. You know cornflakes, the cereal for breakfast? Why they were invented. Now, it was to stop men eating so much meat in the morning. And there was another reason behind that. So go and go and have a look. It's a belter, ladies. It's an absolute belter. You, you can you can take that one out to play and maybe buy your husband some cornflakes for breakfast this weekend. Um, but yes, there was a there was a believed temperance health reason why cornflakes were in, were invented, and now Kellogg's is one of the leading businesses companies in the world. So we must take responsibility for what we are eating, and also what we are drinking and that's what we'll cover after this one
Way! We got it right that time. We got the buttons in the right order. That was Liquid Lunch by Carol Emerald, one of the Lady Elizabeth's favourite tracks. Although she didn't ask for this one today, she um, she suggested that I started the show with Candyman by Sammy Davis Jr. Um, right, so have you figured, have, did you go on to Mr. Google? Did you have a look? Do you know why cornflakes were invented? Yeah, go and take take that one out for a bit of a giggle with your with your your, your husband, your your partners, this week end. Um, and uh, yeah, if you if you're not sure, then yeah, drop me drop me a message. Find me on Facebook. Drop me a message. I'll tell you the answer. Um, but uh, I I won't share it to you because I do not wish to offend. So that was a little bit on sort of being careful about the food that we eat because. Yeah, the food we eat, if we eat the wrong stuff, it can dull our senses. We know that sugar is addictive. Ouch. Yeah, sugar is addictive. And you know that because if you start eating a bag of lollies, a bag of candies, yeah, it doesn't take long for them to be none left. Um, Sugar is addictive. And actually, sugar is far worse for us than fat is. Huge big story around about that. Um, I'm I'm not going to go any deeper into that, but let's be very very careful about the sugar we eat because you know, sugar, carbohydrates turn into sugar. It doesn't just have to be that neat sugar that you get from um, lollies and um, and and donuts for that matter. Um, so yeah, let's just be a little bit more conscious. That's all being resilient is. It's being more conscious of the life that we are living, more conscious of the decisions we are making. Yeah, if you decide you want a donut like I did or two last week, didn't help that Liz then brought home sausage rolls for lunch as well to start the weekend. Deary me, I was like Jabba the Hutt by mid-afternoon. Um, uh, we have to be, where was I going? Uh, we have to be more conscious with all of the decisions we make. And if you decide to have a donut, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, but be conscious about the decision and make sure that we're considering what we're eating for the rest of the day or the sort of weekend we've got ahead of us. I read um, I, I read something the other day that said, if you're feeling out of sorts, um, review your last 72 hours. Yeah, if you're feeling sluggish and you're not quite sure what you, um, you know, why you're feeling a bit off and you're not really putting the effort into the the tasks that you've set yourself for the day at work or you, you're not playing the way you want to with the kids or you're not being as responsive to your, your, to your partner, your friends and family. Review your last 72 hours. What have you done? What have you eaten? What have you put into your body over the last 72 hours? Because the answer's in there. And then test it. You remove. If you feel a little bit sluggish, then maybe over the next 72 hours, you don't eat a donut every five minutes. Or you don't drink as much wine. Or maybe you exercise a little bit more because you hadn't been doing that. But review your last 72 hours. Now, I mention wine specifically um, because, you know, we played Liquid Lunch and we've got, a, you know, we've got um, UB40 coming up. See if you can guess what that track is. Um, because uh, you know, it's not just about um, what we eat. It's also about what we drink. And it's too easy to reach for that beer. That glass of wine, that 
gin and tonic. Yeah, stressful times. And we know that during lockdown, your sales of alcohol went through the roof. Now, I'm not about to jump on a high horse and start banding around that we shouldn't drink alcohol, but we should be conscious about what we are drinking um yeah there's plenty out there to tell us it's good for you it's bad for you it's somewhere in between it's but yeah be conscious about the decisions you make for if you've read um my book uh, lead through life i tell the story in there about my 28 year unhealthy relationship with alcohol um when I left home as an 18-year-old and I hadn't really drunk much by then. I'd had a few drinks, a few beers. Um, but when I um, when I left home and I joined the forces, um, drinking, it was a drinking culture. And uh, the first event you actually attend when you start your commissioning course is called a meet and greet or a meet and creep where um, as you walk into the, the room that's being held and you're offered a drink, um, you know, maybe take the nerves off, but you know, maybe to get into you know, just that culture of having a drink in the officer's mess or, you know, or, or wherever you are. Um, and I created a relationship with alcohol deep in my subconscious that drinking alcohol was about... Um, having friends, having people around about me. It was the camaraderie and alcohol was linked to it. Now, you know, I was 18 years old. Um, I'd been through a fair bit before we even got to 18. Another story. Um, and I started drinking and I didn't stop. I stopped when I was on operations, when I went to the desert. Uh, every now and again, I would stop for a week or a month. But in general, I didn't stop drinking until... Many years later, 28 years later, and actually years after I've left the forces, um, I began to realise that yeah, I want to give up drinking on my terms. I don't want to give up drinking when I'm told that I've got to, because it's going to kill me. Um, so I set myself the 333 challenge. I was going to not drink for 333 days. Now, my decision to do that... Because um, everyone does it for a year or more. A dear friend of mine has just posted this morning that he ha he stopped drinking 4,370 days ago. Well over a decade. Absolutely awesome, Tony. Congratulations. Um, I've had ex-soldiers of mine call me and say, look, you started the 333 challenge. I decided to join you. Um, and they haven't drunk since. But I decided that my relationship with alcohol, I, want, I chose to take responsibility for my drinking. And that started with not drinking for over 333 days. Um, I now enjoy a drink. Sometimes I drink a little bit too much, like this weekend, just gone. They kept throwing champagne and fizzy stuff at us, honest. Um, we had friends around, we had family around. I enjoyed a drink, but it then stopped because that was fine. There's a few days of drinking. It's now time to stop. I now have a far more healthy relationship with alcohol. Again, it's that responsibility. And the trick that I used to stop drinking. So if there's anyone out there who wants to have a conversation about this, reach out. 
You're, if you're just thinking that you're having a little bit too much, give me a shout. Drop me a message. Probably PM me on Messenger. Um, drop me an email, stu at stewdarling.com. Just give me a shout. Um, more than happy to guide you through how I did it. Um, it's your choice. Totally your choice, as, as it was my choice. But I realized that the, 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 the terror of giving up alcohol for 333 days was too much. What I realized was that I didn't have to give up drinking for 333 days. All I had to do was give up drinking every day. But I didn't have to even give up drinking every day because I didn't ever start drinking until six o'clock in the evening. That was it. That was the time. Pop the corks. Let's get on it. Um, All I had to do was give up drinking at six o'clock every evening. Because once I'd got beyond that five minutes, that 10 minutes, that 15 minutes of not starting to drink, I could get on with the day. I could get on with the evening, knowing it was only sort of three, four hours until bedtime. But that was the key to stopping. It still is the key to stopping. That five minutes around about six o'clock in the evening. So so if you are looking to maybe drink less. If you're looking to have dry days during the week, look at what your um look at what your 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 cycle is. Look at your calendar. What is it? Your what's what happens? What is it that says, oh, it's time to go to the fridge and pour that first glass of Chardonnay? What what is it that triggers that event? Think about it. Think about the last time you did it and and then well all I have to do is this. And make it small, because we can achieve tiny little things. When we give ourselves huge, big challenges, it gets tough, because we look at it and our ego says, you'll fail, just just do your thing, you'll fail, just crack on with the way you've always done it. Look for the small way to change. Look for that tiny little shift you can make. And if, like me, it was a time in the day that was beer o'clock, well, don't be there at beer o'clock. Be away from the fridge. Be away from wherever your drink making is. You know, go and be reading, be out in the garden, be out walking, be doing something that disassociates you from that place. Because you know, we know alcohol is addictive. We also know it dulls the senses. It causes us to snack. It causes us not to do the things we need to be doing. So it creates that vicious downward spiral that then just, oh, well, I might as well just have another one. So look for that tiny little thing that you can shift because the clarity that comes from a few days of not drinking is, yeah, it is, it's life-changing. It is so life-changing. But um, you know, if you um, if you want a quick conversation about how I did it and how I find the momentum and the motivation to do it, please drop me a line. But if it's got to that point um, that you're at the end of your tether and you don't feel you can do it yourself, get online, look for your know, look at Alcoholics Anonymous, look at the other options that are out there to help you. Um and yeah, let's yeah, let's not just keep going the way we've been. You just because life's been tough up until now, it doesn't mean it's got to be tough moving forward. Just because you felt like a failure up until now, 
It doesn't mean that you have to be a failure going forward. That's what resilience is all about. It took a long, long time, but finally I realised that I could actually live without red, red wine. Red Red Wine by UB40, who I believe are actually coming to play in um, in New Zealand at some point next year, uh, or this year, is it? So, uh, yeah, I take, take a look. Always good to get out to those big concerts. Red Red Wine there by UB40 on Fresh FM. This is The Resilient Show with me, Stu Darling, and today we are talking about food, but not just food, also food drink and anything else that we put into our bodies be that what we watch on telly what we read what we listen to it all goes about creating the people that we are 
But it's delayed, isn't it? Because, you know, you put it into your system and then it works through and then it manifests with what you see in the mirror or what comes out of your mouth. But we have a choice. That's the importance of resilience. It's all about being conscious about what we are doing. Um, I realise that that last bit was a, a, a little bit heavy, but it is something that I am so passionate about. Um, whether uh, you're, whether it's you, whether it's a partner, um, whether it's a member, of your family that you feel are maybe um, maybe drinking a little bit too much. Um, there is a choice to be made. Um, and, um, you know, I remember one of the saddest moments of, uh, of one of the saddest conversations I had with the Lady Elizabeth was when she said that, actually, do you know what? I, um, I used to drink another couple of glasses at night so that you didn't have them to drink. Um, what sort of husband was I being? Um, that, yeah. So, yeah, if there are people out there, I mean, even friends at work, if there are people out there, you know, when they are, when they're ready to listen to the conversation, um, you know, have a, you know, have a, you know, just be there for them. Be there to um, be there to listen, and um, yeah, it's the little moves that um, that grow into big successful revolutions. Start with the little moves. Um, I sit here with a cup of coffee. I tell you what, the, the the lady Elizabeth Lizzie is reading a book at the moment um, called oh, uh, oh I can't remember what it's called, but I'll, I will be reviewing it um, because it's about metabolism. Um, uh, but yeah, basically. Basically, it's saying, yeah, everything's bad for you. You can have a lettuce leaf and a glass of water. You're not even allowed diet drinks now. What? I enjoy a diet drink of the Coca-Cola variety. Other fizzy drinks are available. Um, look, I completely agree that fizzy drinks, full full sugar fizzy drinks are very, very bad for you. 13 teaspoons of sugar in a, in a can of pop? Not good. Um, but even what they put into the the yeah the diet stuff as it used to be called or the zero stuff that you get nowadays isn't great for you um so we shouldn't be doing that either we shouldn't be drinking as much coffee as we should seemingly water is the thing which let's face it makes an awful lot of sense <laughs> makes an awful lot of sense to um to to drink um fresh water uh, and you know, and then you actually look at what's going on in our country with regards. Who knew the number of people in New Zealand who don't have access to clean drinking water? That is criminal. That is so so wrong that you know, actually the because of lack of activity, bad decisions, we're actually eat drinking less healthy stuff because the water isn't clean take it up you rise up people um, no seriously um you start asking the questions your clean water should be a right now i know that across planet earth there are major issues with clean water um especially in parts of the less developed world but for crying out loud new zealand all we're asking for is clean water because it's the healthiest thing that we can actually drink. A little bit less of the fizzy stuff. And certainly, guys, a lot, lot less of um, uh, fizzy drinks, the full sugar fizzy drinks. And you know those sports drinks? Don't bother with them. Don't, don't, don't. You, you don't need, you, unless you're an all black or 
um, an all-white or you know, other sports teams are available, um, you just just be aware of, of what we're actually doing. Have a look on the label. The labels are getting better. They're telling us about what we can and we are oh, sorry, we, they tell us about what um, is in the drinks. Have a look at them because you know, it all just adds to what we are putting into our system. And, you know, uh, well, it's again, it's about being conscious. This is turning into a little bit of a rant at the moment. Um, but I am passionate about this. You know, I am someone who um, struggles with my weight. Um, and yeah, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a few kilos over what I'd like to be. I certainly am this week. Um, but you know, it's all about being conscious because when we're conscious, we have more energy, and when we have more energy, we can um, we can get on with being resilient. And when we're resilient, we can look around and see the other people that maybe need a little bit of help, and we can say that we're not forgetting about them. Uh, oops. Uh Oops, and dearie me, we're having a right mare of it today, aren't we? Right, here we go. We're going to try this one again.
That was Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds. Remember the film? It was the theme tune to... Uh, it was the theme tune to Breakfast Club. Um, I think that's actually the longest track I have ever played on the radio. It's the reason I, I don't play the Eagles very often, because all of their tracks are well over five minutes. Hotel California, if you play the extended version, is 17 minutes long. Um, and I was always told uh, when I was learning this, um, you know, learning to, um, to to do these radio shows, is that anything between six and seven minutes, sometimes it trips the computer to say, wait a minute, there's no one on the other end. It's a little bit like that, just that space, empty space on the radio. So there you are. Don't you forget about me, the um, Simple Minds from the film The Breakfast Club. Breakfast. The most important meal of the day, they say. This was an aged argument between myself and the Lady Elizabeth. Um, Is breakfast the most important meal of the day? Now, um, yes, it is. If you're heading out the door to work, if you are going out the door to school, if you've got little ones going out the door to school, they need food in their tummies to um, help them, uh, to, to so their brain can activate. The brain uses up lots of calories. But as we get a little bit older and as we put on a little bit of, um, you yeah, know, a little bit extra that, that we don't need, um, sometimes it's good to give our bodies a break. Sometimes it's really, really good to just say, do you know what? I'm gonna, I'm not going to have breakfast today. I'm going to give my body the chance to get back into its own rhythm. I'm going to allow my insulin levels to drop. You know, there's a great fallacy out there that we should eat little and often. Well, that just keeps our insulin levels up. It keeps our insulin levels high and can can sometimes lead to um, type 2 diabetes. Whereas if we allow naturally, if we allow nature to do its thing, go figure, if you allow nature to do its thing um, and our insulin levels drop, then actually, do you know, that's when when fat actually begins to get broken up in our body. Um, But in saying that, uh, there's some great breakfasts out there, aren't there? Smashed Avalon toast. Or even just a bit of toast with um, Marmite. Now, I do have to... I will declare to the nation right now that there is... Yeah, I, I'm one of those people that just does not understand peanut butter. But um, your peanut butter without sugar, obviously. Peanut butter, what a, what a great way to start the day. Yeah, it gives you everything you need. But sorry, I just cannot gag it back. Um, invented in Canada. Who knew? Peanut butter was invented by in Canada by Canadians. Um, you know, lots of little young Canadians, first job, sitting sitting at a table, chewing peanuts, spitting it into a jar, because that's actually what peanut butter is. Um, yeah, great way to start the day. But yes, my, we, we had, we were very, very fortunate. I was taken away to a beautiful hotel for the, for the weekend, and um, I had two fantastic breakfasts smashed avon toast with um with smoked salmon on on one day and uh, another day um yeah, uh, roasted tomatoes with feta cheese and stuff but you know what one of my favorite favorite breakfasts favorite breakfasts is 
pancakes. This is something that came from our time living in Canada, making pancakes on a weekend. And we would all then sit down with pancakes, bacon and maple syrup. Yep, it's a thing. Um, natural sugar. Uh, pancakes, bacon and maple syrup. But how do you then make that healthy? How do you make pancakes healthy? Well, um, I asked that question when um, when I did a challenge, uh, a 50-day challenge last year, and uh, a dear friend of mine from the UK uh, came up with a recipe that they use um, called keto pancakes. Now, um, you, you can go for keto pancakes, which means that you know there's absolute or very, very little carbohydrate in them. But my favourite is actually getting some bananas, getting them mashed up, mixing them up with a couple of eggs and some almond flour and getting them into a hot frying pan. There is nothing better than a breakfast of banana pancakes. Well, can't you see that it's just rain? Ain't no need to go outside But baby, you hardly even notice When I try to show you Song is meant to keep you Doing what you're supposed to Waking up too early Maybe we could sleep Make you banana pancakes Pretend like it's the weekend now And we could pretend it all the time can't you see that it's just raining? There ain't no need to go outside. But just maybe like a ukulele, mama made a baby. Really don't mind the practice, cause you're my little lady. Lady, lady, love me, cause I love to lay your lazy. We could close the curtains, pretend like there's no world outside. Pretend it all the time, Lord. Yeah, can't you see that it's just raining? There ain't no need to go outside. Ain't no need, ain't no need. Mm-hmm. Can't you see? Can't you see? Rain all day, and I don't. Telephone singing, ringing, it's too early, don't pick it up We don't need to, we got everything we need right here And everything we need is enough Just so easy when the whole world fits inside of your arms Do we really need to pay attention to the alarm? Wake up slow, Mm-mm. wake up slow Even notice when I try to show you this song is meant to keep you from doing what you're supposed to. Waking up too early, maybe we could sleep. Make you banana pancakes, pretend like it's the weekend now. And we could pretend it all the time. Yeah. Hey, can't you see that it's just raining? There ain't no need to go outside. Ain't no need, ain't no need Rain no 
all day and I really, really, really don't mind. Can't you see? Can't you see? You gotta wake up slow. Banana Pancakes by Jack Johnson. What a cool track. Really quite cool, isn't it? Just playing that on a Sunday morning while you're having a drink of coffee and cooking your banana pancakes have a go at it it's really really simple the first one always burns well it certainly does when i'm in charge um but after that it all settles down and you've got some beautiful light pancakes that you can eat and look yeah i get it there are some major challenges um across uh, new zealand the developed world about making sure our little ones go out to um go out to school and uh, and have uh, and, and have something in their tummies so that their brains can actually begin to function a big shout out to um julie chapman and the 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 team at kids can we've supported kids can with um coaching the some of their team and um you know we've, we've supported kids can for years and also eat my lunch but i also know that there are many many breakfast clubs across Across uh, schools in New Zealand, who are you know, it's run by it's run by the parents. Who um, you know, a good friend of mine gets up early and goes and does the um, the breakfast for school before he goes home and um, gets home with his day in his uh, in his his advertising business. So there are opportunities out there. You know, if we can get um, if we can get something healthy into um, into our little ones' tummies before they start at school, they will be able to concentrate so much more, and that will give them a greater opportunity for life as it leads its as they lead their merry dance into their chosen futures um book review time um this is this is a book that um we i can't remember how we in fact i do remember we were watching graham norton on the telly box and um the actor Stanley Tucci was um, was 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 being interviewed, sitting there very dapper. He's a very dapper chap, is Stanley Tucci, and he was talking about his new book, Taste: My Life Through Food, and it it seemed a little bit amusing. And um, yeah, we'd got to the end of the books that the book that we um, we read together. I um I often read to the Lady Elizabeth at um at, at bedtime. What a blast! Um, you know, I, f- I first saw Stanley Tucci um, in uh, the film, I think it was Julie and Julia, which is the, the story about um, someone, a true story, about a girl who started writing a blog uh, about trying to work her way through Julia Child's book, The French Chef, um, and all the highs and lows and ins and outs of it. And um, yeah, a great, great film. Yeah, have a look for it. Meryl Streep plays um, Julia Child. And Amy Adams, not the politician, <laughs> the actress of, of of enchanted fame. Um, she plays the part of Julie, the um, the, the young woman who is who's, who's trying to cook, um, and it turned into a really really famous blog. Um, so uh, yeah, Stanley Tucci, yeah, he's he's been in many others, but you know, as an actor, love him to bits, and um, you know, as a, as a social commentator even, and his book Taste is. It's a fascinating read about food from his Italian background, from his New York State childhood, 
um, and leading on to his adult life and how he survived as a you know, as a budding actor and the sort of food he was eating and now the sort of food he attempts to cook. Have a look for it. Um, there, he's also uh, we were reading it last night. He is all he's also got a. Pro, a tr- program on television somewhere. Um, I think you can find it on YouTube. Uh, we were looking for it uh, the other night, and I'm now looking for the name of it. Uh, it will come to me in a second. Here it comes. Here it comes. Uh, nope, I cannot find it. Uh, searching for Italy. That's what I was doing. I was searching for it. Searching for Italy. When he went back to Italy to actually have a look into his past. But the book is it's a fascinating read. It's really, really amusing. He drops loads of F-bombs throughout it. Um, but he also drops recipes. He drops recipes that he has loved throughout his life, recipes that he has attempted and maybe not got quite right, that you can try out. Um, On the television at the moment, I think it's on Prime in New Zealand, is um, uh, the, the, the... the, no, what am I trying to say? The the television program about Julia, about how Julia Child's television program, The French Chef, um, made it in the United States in America. Uh, both well worth a watch. You know, sometimes we get a little bit bored with cooking, don't we? Yeah, you know, in our house, Wednesday sausages. It's really, really simple. Um, it's just become a thing. Um, there was a period of time that you know you could almost name the day by what was being eaten. And look, you know, sometimes that makes sense. If it's busy, it makes sense. But if you're doing your shopping list, um, you know, if you're doing your shopping at the beginning of the week, which is always far more cost-effective than doing it every day, then then um, yeah, change it up a little bit. And sometimes a way to change things up is by reading a cookery book, watching a cookery show. Oh, when... It, Master Chef's not been on for a couple of weeks. The new series must be about to start by now. Um, you know, it really, really helps us to um, just uh, uh, it sparks our imagination. And remember, imagination when it comes to being resilient is so important. We can imagine our way forward. Imagine if I could cook that. Imagine if I could make that cake. Well, imagine it and visualize it into actually being something. We're very, very fortunate that um, that our son works at. Um, at one of uh, New Zealand's luxury lodges as a chef, so we are always being kept on our toes as to um, as to, to how good or bad or indifferent. He's very kind about it, and he shares his experiences. Um, it's really funny. He came over this weekend, and his hand luggage was his knife set. Oh my word! The the fact that you could take all of that on a plane in New Zealand he could have started a small war with the number of knives that he had in his in his um, in his luggage um but but anyway you yeah, have have a look for um Stanley Tucci's TV program searching for Italy or the book taste it's a beautiful fascinating read or you yeah, have a look at um, prime on Thursday nights for um, for Julia or just pick up your yeah, a cooking show there are some fantastic ones Gordon Ramsay's um one that's on um, National Geographic absolutely amazing um it's also a great way to travel vicariously when um you maybe were still not comfortable with traveling the globe um now 
it is. I'm not even going to try and crash this one. It is time for Tim McGraw. As you know, um, frequent listeners to uh, The Resilient Show on Fresh FM, um, we play a Tim McGraw track every week. It's part of my plan to get him on the show as a guest. So, yeah, if any of you know Tim, if any of you got a you know, direct line to, um, to to him, just give him, give him a call. I'd love to talk to him about um, about his life. We are slowly putting together a list of guests to, um, to start bringing on to the show. Um, Tim McGraw has his place if he wants it but today I was looking for tracks from Tim McGraw that had something to do with food and the best I could do was this one Call this an epiphany Seeing the same things differently Maybe mama's prayer caught up with me I'm starting to get it now If my window to the world is the evening news Only song I'll sing is gonna be the blues Maybe happiness is a choice you choose I'm starting to get it now Got a flatbed Ford and four good tires Biscuits in the oven, chicken in the fryer Lights turned on, cable paid If you ask me, I got it made If I could hug my kids and kiss my wife One more day in this crazy life Take a second to stop and smell the daisies Everything else is gravy Got the classics playing on my radio Promises to keep and miles to go Still dreaming of a cherry red GTO Even if I never get it Out of flatbed Ford and four good tires Biscuits in the oven, chicken in the fryer Lights turned on, cable paid If you ask me, I got it made If I could hug my kids and kiss my wife One more day in this crazy life Take a second to stop and smell the daisies Everything else is great Starts fresh pressed Sunday shirt Dinner after church Holding hands and prayers of praise Hot fried chicken cold lemonade If I could hug my kids and kiss my wife Live one more day in this crazy life Lay my body down and hold my baby I know the good Lord will save me Everything else is gravy 
There you go, Tim McGraw for today with Gravy. Not really a song about um, food, uh, actually a song about the fact that yeah, once we've got the basics, then um, everything else is um, is luxury. Everything else is gravy. Um, everything else is just an addition. So you know, when we when we have a roof on our over our head, when we have somewhere to sleep at night, when we have some food and some drink in our tummies, then um, then you know, life is life's not bad, um, and everything else is gravy. Now, look, I get it, guys. This has been a bit of a show. I feel like yeah, I feel like it's been a public service broadcast today but you know i'm so passionate about all of us living um a healthier life all of us living a life of wellness rather than a life of illness um i've got friends and family who struggle with their health um each and every day and you know sometimes it's due to this this decisions they've made often it is down to their health and you it becomes so much more of a struggle to be resilient if we are struggling with our health to start with i get that completely um i'm fortunate that uh, i uh, i have been healthy for the last 50 years of my life i look forward to being healthy for the next 75 um but you know, it's um it's all about being careful about what we put into our bodies food drink what we read what we listen to um, what we watch on um, on the television. Um, so, yeah, that's really what this show has been about. If it feels like I've been a little bit down your throat, well, um, reflect on that. Uh, you know, reflect on what has caused you to react in such a way. If it's because you think I'm just a bit of a git, then, hey, that's entirely your call. I do not mind that at all. I respect you for that conclusion. But... If it's because you know that something I've said is a small change that you could make, then start thinking about that small change that you could make. But let's face it, guys, life would be dull if we didn't have some fun, if we didn't allow ourselves treats. Now, too often, treats become a daily thing. Um, I remember when I was when I was a wee boy, um, and you know, things were things were tough, things were tight, and we used to be allowed some chocolate on a Friday. That was it. That was it. That was it throughout the week. Nope. On a Friday evening, we were allowed some sort of chocolate bar. Um. Now, that had a negative effect because I then decided that, well, if, I, if I'm only allowed to have it on a Friday evening, I'm going to go out there and get it even more. Um, so um, that, that was rather unhealthy, but yeah, that was an unhealthy trigger of mine. But your treats should be treats, but let's have them. Yes, we should drink more water and less wine. Yes, we should eat more greens and less processed food. Of course we should. But, you know, sometimes we just, we need that break. We we choose to have that break. We choose to treat ourselves. So, you know, what's your treat? What is the thing that you enjoy? What's that? What's, what's that? Oh, please. What is it? What is it? What's that thing that I I, I just I, I just love? Um, 
yeah what is it for um what is it for you now for me for many many years and um so much so I got so perturbed by going out to the shops to buy them or going to um, takeaways to get this food. Um, I decided to learn how to make them, but not just how to make them, how to get that perfect dough, how to get that perfect crust, how to create the perfect sauce that pepperoni and cheese would sit on and how to cook it in such a way that when I did make my pizza, it was a true treat. The treat is actually engaged in the journey of making the pizza. But then when that pizza's come off the barbecue, yep, I do my pizza on the barbecue, and it gets time to settle just a little bit so the cheese cools a little bit so you don't burn everything in your face then it's time to sit back and enjoy a pizza. And to me, that truly is amore. When the moon hits your eye like a bigger pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. Bells will ring, tingle-ling-a-ling, tingle-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing Vita Bella. Hearts will play tippy tippy tay tippy tippy tay like a guitar and When the stars make you drool, just like a pastefas, oh, that's amore. When you dance down the street with a cloud at your feet, you're in love. When you walk in a dream, but you know you're not dreaming, signore. Excuse me, but you see back in old Napoli, that's more. That's amore. Bells will ring. Ding-a-ling-a-ling. Ding-a-ling-a-ling. And you'll sing Vita Bella. Vita Bella, Vita Bella. Hearts will play. Tippy-tippy-tay, tippy-tippy-tay. Like a guitar and bella. Lucky fella. When the stars make you drool just like pasta when you dance down the street with the cloud at your feet, you're in love. When you walk in a dream, but you know 
Dean Martin, um, uh, that's Amore. The big pizza pie. That's what we're talking about. A big pizza pie. Um, that's what I'm talking about. That is my treat. That's my go-to treat. What is your treat that you go to that you allow yourself to have? What's the journey you go on in order to um, in in order to make it? I love it. I get excited when you know when when Liz says, "Are you going to have one of those round things for supper tonight?" And it's a yeah. I am, and I get the joy of the dough, and I get the oh, it's just it's it's so exciting, and yeah, I have it. Um, probably still a little bit too often, but I enjoy it. But guys, we've been talking about food this morning on the Resilient Show. We've been talking about yeah, and it look, you know, yeah, basically, I've said you can't have anything that's nice. Um, I've not really, I've not really. Um, all I've done or I've tried to do is highlight some of the challenges that we are faced with every day in the developed world, every day in New Zealand with regards to the choices we make with the food we eat and what we drink. Because as a society, you know, it's all out there now. We are so lucky to live in a world where it is all available to us. But we are also so unfortunate that we live in a world where it is all available to us, where the health, where the least healthy stuff is sometimes the cheapest stuff, and the stuff we should be eating, the stuff we're being told to eat, is um, is often far more expensive. And it's finding conscious ways to work our way through that. But the the smart way to do things, I suggest, as we bring this show into land, we've got another few minutes before our last track. As we bring this show into land, my advice is moderation. We were put here on planet Earth at this exact time. You are unique. You were put here at this exact time in the history of histories. And I truly believe that we were not put here to suffer. We were put here to actually have some fun. Fun, gratitude and love are the highest energies that we can create. Those highest frequencies that we can create. If we all operated at that level, the world would be a far more joyous place. Now, eating healthily and drinking healthily causes us to increase our energy vibrations. So it is important to do the good things um, it's important to read about the good things and do your own research as to what health actually is, rather than sometimes what the mainstreams, the mainstream tell us is is healthy. But we were put here to enjoy life. We were put here to have fun for this period of time. You're a long time dead, and as the lazy as the lazy Elizabeth, <laughs> that's a Freudian one, as the lady Elizabeth says. Um, when she closes up her um, her part of our workshop, she says 
This is no dress rehearsal, and it is so true. You know, when our time is done, our time is done. We don't get the chance to go back and go, ah, next time I'll do that different. But what we do have the opportunity to do is decide to live our next day slightly differently. Do it slightly differently next time. So have the fun. Eat, drink, learn in moderation. That's the way to do this. But be conscious of the decisions we are making. Be conscious of those decisions so that when tomorrow morning you look in the mirror, you can think, actually, I look a little bit better than I did yesterday. Or, dearie me, that's a bit of a shocker, but at least you know why. And then you can reflect on your 72 hours previous and make smarter decisions for your next 72 hours. That's what being resilient is. Being resilient is about being conscious of the decisions that we are making. No more, no less than that. So I hope that this show today, much as it's been, you know, it's been a little bit hardcore in places, I hope that this show today has given you some ideas about maybe where we can all look to be more conscious about what we are filling our bodies with. That's the point. If you, as I say, if there's been bits you struggled with, then reach out, find me on, um, find me on Facebook, find me on Messenger, tell me what you think. Um, yeah, you can even give me a shout, stew dar, stew dot uh, com. Um, yeah, give me a call. Uh, but that was today's show. Today's show was entitled Food, and it was dedicated to everyone who knows that our bodies are temples. There's a joke about that that I'm not going to use because I choose not to offend. Um, so that was it for today, the resilient show on Fresh FM. You can re-listen to the show on the podcast that will be available very early next week, um, or you can re-listen to the show at 5 30 next Wednesday. But whatever you're doing, wherever you are, go out there and make some conscious decisions about what you are choosing to eat. Be our guest. It is with deepest pride and greatest pleasure that we welcome you tonight. And now, we invite you to relax. Let us pull up a chair as the dining room proudly presents... Your dinner. Be our guest, be our guest, put our service to the test. Tie your napkin round your neck, Sherry, and we'll provide the rest. Soup to show, hot or dove, why we only live to serve. Try the grey stuff, it's delicious. Don't believe me, ask the dishes. They can sing. This is France And a dinner here is never second best Go on, unfold your menu Take a glance and then you Be our guest, we are guest, be our guest Beef ragout, chin souffle, pie 
and pudding au flambe. We'll prepare and serve with flair a culinary cabaret. You're alone and you're scared, but the banquet's all prepared. No one's gloomy or complaining while the flatwell's entertaining. We tell jokes, I do tricks with my fellow candlesticks. And it's all in perfect taste Want your own free pass to be our guest? If you're stressed, it's fine dining. We suggest be our guest, be our guest, be our guest. Life is so unnerving for a servant who's not serving. He's not whole without a soul to wait upon. Ah, those good old days when we were useful, a Cogsworth. Suddenly those good old days are gone Too long we've been resting Needing so much more than dusting Needing exercise, the chance to use our skills Most days we just lay around the castle Flabby, fat and lazy, you walked in and oops a daisy It's a guest, it's a guest Sakes alive, well I'll be blessed Wines be poured and thank the Lord I've had the napkins freshly pressed With dessert, she'll want tea And my dear, that's fine with me While the cups do their soft chewing I'll be bubbling, I'll be brewing podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show first broadcast on fresh fm the top of the south's community access media station with support from new zealand on air the funding of access media makes these podcasts possible to find similar programs by other community access media stations go online to accessmedia.nz